0: They're dead, they're all messed up.
1: They're coming to get you, Barbara.
2: Let's go get him That's another
0: one for the fire. All right, I'm. You know what I'm sorry Bug um, We got some suggestions After the last podcast And they said be nicer to Bug so.
1: Did they really? Yeah That's
0: fucking insane <laughs> I was I went back I listened to that last one I was a little bit harsh on you I mean it's not your fault that you're dumb
1: Yeah I take it as I seize
0: it Man, I did come off as a little bit of a jerk no, I'm not really that big of a jerk Really, just a little bit. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're back, episode two. Uh, we got some notes on the last one. Uh, it was good to get that first one out there. Uh, it actually, I think You're we recorded. A yeah, I think we recorded it in August. And there um, we go again with the umps. Recorded yeah. it in August, and basically uh we just had it we just had it sitting there um it took a while for me to come up with the theme song because i don't know anything about playing like piano or anything like that so i teach myself so even if it's not good like fuck you guys it
1: took forever was there any piano even in it yeah it's like all synthesizer
0: uh it was actually like four notes but still it was tough when you don't know that kind of thing um, and then just learning learn the software and figure out that there's actually a lot more that goes in the podcast But I think we'll be up and rolling now at least like get one out once a week Maybe a little mini episodes or if any like big horror news or anything comes out um, But we got a better solid game plan got some good notes got some notes right in front You can't see it because this is a podcast, but I'm holding notes. We got notes
1: <laughs> uh, I'm I'm literally playing solitaire on my phone right now. Come
0: on book focus
1: I'm participating.
0: <laughs> Hope you lose.
1: How do you lose? I'm not that bad at salt. Oh, look at that. I'm winning.
0: There you go. Do, 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 do. Whoa. You can't. The Rolling Stones have been known to sue people. You can't oh, even dude. be humming. You can't even be humming. I know. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> I'll just edit <that> it <laughs> out. Figured that part out, too. All right. So let's get let's get to it. That was another part of our, our last one. We weren't really that focused. Uh, we were all over the place, but I think we got a game plan, and we're gonna execute. You know what movie we went and saw, Bug? Uh, Professor Sleep. Doctor Sleep. You're close. Oh. What was the What was the alternative name? Al- the alternative name that we had for it? Uh The Shining Two. Shine On shine on or shinier get
1: your, get your shine on
0: <laughs> if they make a third one it could be the shiniest mm, No, that's pretty shiny <laughs> i'm i'm hitting you next time i see you
1: yeah
2: that's right. cool
0: yep so anyway we went and saw dr sleep uh the sequel to the shining by stanley kubrick well i guess so it's that that's something that we have to talk about. So it's basically a sequel to the shi- the original Shining. So it's based on the novel Doctor Sleep, which is a sequel to the movie or the <laughs> I'm even getting myself confused there. It's a sequel to Sorry, my do- no. Sorry, my dog walked over and just was like it, brushed it, against me. But um, Doctor Sleep is a sequel to the so Shining. In 2013, Stephen King wrote Doctor Sleep, <sighs> which is a sequel to his novel The Shining. But the movie, at the same time, is based upon that book, but also is a sequel to the movie Stanley Kubrick's The Shining, which had some variances from the initial book that Stephen King wrote that he didn't like, even though it's a masterpiece. So, even explaining it, it's kind of, imp, but somehow Mike Flanagan does a masterful job of, of blending the two. Like, if you were a betting man and you were going to bet that you could make heads or tails out of that, uh, you would definitely take the under on that. That's uh, my stone cold lock for the day. And if you did, You'd be wrong because this movie was awesome. So, um, we said we were going to be more, <laughs> that's it,
1: that's uh, it. it's awesome. That's it, folks. Yep. Yeah, we
0: said we we're going to be more concise, more on point, not even synopsis. It's awesome. <laughs> Go see it. All right. Um, this has been, this has been a good one. Roll the music.
1: I'm Dil Bugs, and thanks you for participating in what we got going on in my everyday, boring life.
0: <laughs> All right. Let's, well, we'll get, we'll get into the synopsis, but, um, yeah, oh, I guess we didn't even say who we are. But hi, I'm Dylan Buck. <laughs> you Thanks said who doing. you were <laughs> <I>. <laughs> Oh man! All right. Well, uh, this is John Hunter. That's me. It sounds like a fake name, but it's actually my real name. Worth a Google.
1: What 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 comes up if you Google your name?
0: Actually, honestly, the truth. It's like an 18th century like doctor that like cut up like exhumed bodies and cut them up and did experiments on them. So. That's pretty John
1: Hanner, anymore. FRS, was a Scottish surgeon, one of the most distinguished scientists and surgeons of his
0: day. Well. That was not me, but I actually am Scottish. I could technically be related to him, but anyway, back, let's get focused here. We're already, we're trying to keep this like hour-long episodes, last one ballooned to like an hour and a half, and it was mostly just me saying um, uh, and then clicking through pages, like a Damn jackass! So
1: and I was I was whispering a lot. I was like, "Hey, don't fucking touch me!" Bro. Yeah,
0: it was a little, It was pretty quiet, but I could adjust the audio levels, but I didn't because I was so sick of just having that episode that I wanted to put it out. But this one's gonna be better, I promise. If not, we'll never make another one. <laughs> don't don't.
2: There's
1: a, I, I there's
0: a lot hopes. riding on this. Yeah, I got I got hopes. A lot. Hey, a lot's happened since the last time that we we've done an episode. Someone. Contacted me to review a movie. I put a review up on our a uh, blog page, um, which I don't remember the name of. I <laughs> I could take a look here.
1: The the sins the deadly sins the
0: oh the movie I remember the movie I talk about oh, our blog page huntershorvision dot wix w i x site slash horror.
1: You uh, you remember you remember the the name of. We watched over a month ago but you don't remember the name of your blog or your blog
0: well i wanted to be something simple but it was very long and i don't actually like writing stuff so not often there will be things on there i might i might throw a little synopsis up there for this because i actually did enjoy this movie it'll be easy to write about um all right so focus let's get focus book you ready yep all right so let's get into this let's talk a little bit about the director himself mike flanagan Um, Quickly becoming one of the modern-day horror masters Um, his uh, His library of films that that he's already been a part of um, I'm pretty sure you've seen a decent amount of them. He's done uh, I guess his first absentee wasn't bad you could tell kind of born but you could tell that he 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 got the genre and had potential there Um, oculus was his first like big it which that one was actually really entertaining. I don't know if you ever saw that one.
1: I can't say I have.
0: That was that was pretty good. Then he did Hush, which was that, that Netflix one with the, the deaf deaf lady, which mm-hmm. that one was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Actually it turns out you know the lady that plays the main actor, Kate Siegel? Mm-hmm. He ended up marrying her. Uh, and he has a wife or uh son and son and daughter with her, so that's pretty cool. Well, I guess if we ever become Hollywood directors, we could have Attractive spouses—that—that's something to strive for.
1: Yeah, I'm just gonna throw that out of the picture for me, <laughs> so I don't have that type of that high hope going.
0: Okay, hey, I, I don't. I'm glad you didn't delude yourself there. Yeah. Um, Taking a chill pill. Then he did "Before I Wake," which I didn't see that one. Um, he did "Ouija: Origin of Evil," which that one was good. Um, that's the one that takes place because they had done one that wasn't that great but I know Origin of Evil was like back in like the 60s. That, that I was going to
1: say 60s 70s? Yeah. Was, you you saw that one, interesting right? One. Yeah, I actually yeah, I that saw one. that
0: one in theaters. Yeah, that same that one was good. Um then he did in 2017 uh, Gerald's Game. The adaptation of the Stephen King story which that one was pretty good.
1: I actually didn't see that.
0: But that one's mm-hmm. tough because the story itself it, it's entertaining but it's a little bit slow burn it's where the husband and wife, they go up to a cabin to spice up their, their sex life. He like handcuffs her to the bed and then he has like a heart attack. Mm-hmm. So she's just chained there and it's about her like is she hallucinating? Is she not? How's she gonna get out? Like a dog comes and like eats her hand. Pretty nuts. Think, it was good. I think,
1: I think I saw a parody of that. Was that uh, American Dad that did a parody of it? I don't know. Ooh no, it was actually uh what I'm thinking of was, like, what, season seven of American Horror Story? Um, the one Psycho Lady. Let me see if I can find which
0: it. Which one was season seven?
1: The, uh, like, the Horror House? Or, horror, or no, the... The Horror the, House uh, was the first one. The hotel? No, I know. Was that the No, hotel? it was... No, no. Roanoke. Oh, okay. The Roanoke one with the lady that was making the TV series. Yeah, with uh, Cuba about- Gooding Jr. Yeah, about like what's happened in this area and the one lady who plays the witch goes mentally insane in real life and does this to someone. Yeah, maybe Except she doesn't have a heart attack, she
0: just like walks out. And maybe becomes a full blown witch. Yeah, maybe. I, I I end up so a lot of the times with the American horror story, the only seasons I've really truly liked were the first one and the third one. So like the murder house and the the witch's coven one. Out I like that. The other ones i've always given them a chance but either one or two episodes in it, they lose me and that yeah. roanoke one lost me pretty early yeah um then he also
1: uh, right. i was gonna say the last thing he did that i see on here that he's still doing is the haunting of hill house tv series which was awesome so far i didn't see it yet so oh, far you're it's, missing it's out it's been through 2018 through present
0: he's <laughs> yeah that yeah, I means ongoing like so all right, I'll tell you what's going. Oh, so yeah, he, yeah. he did the Hill House and then the, well, nec- let's get the next the next season is I'll separate from that. that and it's going to be called like The Haunting of Bly House or something and it's based mm-hmm. upon the uh, classic novel The Turning to the Screw. Um, which the big thing with that is the the main character like it, I don't know how they're going to portray it. Like I'm sure they'll modernize it, but um, in the initial story it's about like a nanny coming in to watch these kids and is the house haunted? Is she having hallucinations? Is she psycho? You're not really sure. So there, there's a lot at play there. So I think he'll do a pretty good job on that. Then obviously he just did Doctor Sleep, which I'll tell you what. A lot of the Stephen King material um, is hard to adapt, but so far he's two for two in my book. All right, that's it. Cut it. Press it. <laughs>
1: uh, let's let's do it. Let's let's.
0: I don't know if uh, I don't know if you can tell already, right, but we're going to have a lot of uh, good things to say about this. All right then, the plot of this movie. So, we start back in 1980 uh after Danny and his mom uh escape the Overlook Hotel, like the whole
1: the whole location of the
0: first shining. <laughs> yeah. Pretty so just it's like it doesn't really say, but like a little bit after the first shining. They move down to Florida. Um in the first few scenes we get we find out that the ghosts from the haunting, um, specifically we see the creepy old ass naked lady, which I mean look zombie naked lady's creepy enough, but why'd she have to be like why'd she have to be naked? <laughs> Bring up a good point. There. Nobody, wa- nobody wants to see that. Um, so it turns out like he's being haunted by that. Um, his mom's concern for him, and so, uh, basically, he goes to the park one day, and the ghost. I guess technically he's a ghost as well, but uh, Dick Halloran from the first one. The other guy that did The Shining, that that kind of like taught Danny how to do things and like communicated with him. Um, he basically teaches him how to com- um, build these like uh, like trapper boxes in his mind. That he anytime like, he's visited by one of those ghosts, he can trap them, lock them in his mind, so they they can't harm him anymore. Um, and hold on, may- I
1: think that's too in depth.
0: No, I mean, I just get in this part out. Like, that's basically. Like, it, it, this is important to the plot, Boog.
1: Yeah, but it's tomb depth, so it's causing you to say, um, and, um, and.
0: It's because I'm reading this thing over here. I didn't write the rest of it down. Like, that's the first part I forgot to put in there. So, uh, okay. shut up, Boog. I know I'm struggling through this beginning part, but we gotta get the beginning part out so we can get to the other stuff. Uh, so basically, if that's okay with you, book. <laughs> yeah. So after that, so that sets up the a key part later on that he can trap these ghosts with these uh, mind boxes. Um, so then we get a cut to the other major players in the movie, the antagonists, which are the True Knot. Um, basically, they are like psychic vampires. Um, they feed on the steam that's released by other individuals that have The Shining, uh, and they use that to sustain their life, so as long as they're feeding off of people's
1: Were you about to get sued by ESPN because my iPad just went off? I
0: think so. I think so. That's great. (laughs) It's been a fun run. So who's suing us this episode? ESPN and (laughs) uh, the Rolling Stones. What a great company.
1: Let's see who contacts us first.
0: <laughs> so, um, anyway, these... We'll let you know
1: in the comments. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the, these So, we find out about these vampires led by Rose. Um, and...
1: Rose, played by Rebecca Ferguson.
0: Hot. She's hot. She's hot. For sure.
1: I'm not, I'm not saying it, but I'm just saying she has big old titties. You can't say that it's our podcast I just played the ESPN's like theme song are you kidding me
0: all right I guess but yes <laughs> she is an attractive one um, but is so what I was saying before basically if they feed on this steam that's released by individuals with the shining um, and the way they do this is they torture the person as they torture them it purifies the steam so if they said um, if the people are afraid or if they're in pain the, the steams stronger better tasting to them um, so this sets the the table that there's this this group of people out there um, hunting down people with the shining so then we flash forward to 2011 um, Danny's chosen to suppress his shining by just drinking copious amounts of alcohol um, and this will come into play a little bit later on but that's how in the long run he was able to avoid detection by these uh, psychic vampires, the true not. Um, so he basically, instead of embracing the fact that he has this special ability, uh, he just he just wants to try to block everything out, move on with his life. Um, uh, he decides that it's time for him to get a new start, so he moves up north. I think somewhere mm-hmm. like in New Hampshire was it New Hampshire? I mean, like, yeah. uh, I mean yeah, that's irrelevant. He, he heads north. Um it's so, northeast so there northeast he coast. he arrives by bus in this town. Um he meets a man, uh Billy Freeman, uh played by Cliff. Is it Cliff Curtis? Let me check yeah, here. Cliff Curtis plays. Cliff Billy Curtis, Freeman. who good actor, he's been in some things. Uh remember we went and saw the Meg. That one was oh, yeah. a, a terrible movie, but it was entertaining. It was entertaining. It was
1: so entertaining. If you like it sharks, was so, it. it was so
0: rigid. It was so rigid. If you like sharks, hey, thats the bug, uh stamp of approval. If you like sharks, watch it.
1: If you like sharks, watch. I said, sh- "Oh no." <laughs>
0: All right. So he meets Billy Freeman. Um, turns out uh, he can relate to Danny. He's a recovering alcoholic. He sets him up with a um, in an apartment. Gets him. Uh, he, I guess becomes this uh, AA sponsor uh, gets gets actually well he doesn't technically get him the job but he he leads him to meet a person um, that gets him a job as this hospice um, caretaker which actually leads to the title of the movie dr. sleep uh, so while he's in the hospice um, since Danny's cleaned up he's actually reconnected with his shining so uh, there's this cool scene turns out there's this cat that can tell when people are dying so it'll go to that person's room in the hospice um and then danny will know like oh it's that person's time and it will sit on the bed with them um and danny uses his abilities to calm the people because they're scared they don't know what's coming next is there anything and danny uses that to to talk to them in their mind um so things are actually his life starting to look up um and about this time a Another individual, a young girl, Abra Stone. Abra? Abra? Oh, uh, Abra. Uh, Abra. Abra. Oh, yeah, because it's like abracadabra. Abra, Abra abracadabra. Now we're going to get sued. Was that the Eagles? I
1: don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if we get sued, I was never part of this. I'm just a little man who lives underneath John's computer, hanging in his computer. I'm held captive.
0: Nobody's sending help for you. No one cares about your book. They made that. Not get, they made I'm that <laughs> explicitly clear in the comments. If, if I'm not worth
1: saving, I'm not worth being sued over.
0: That's a good good point. I don't think the legal system sees it like that. All right. So anyway, uh, Abra <laughs> reaches out to him, um, and it turns out she is an incredibly powerful Shining, even more powerful than than Danny when he was a kid. Um, and, um, so they, they begin communicating through, uh, this chalkboard that he has in his apartment. Um, so basically we flash, flash, flash forward another eight years. Um, Danny's really cleaned up his act. Uh, some real great acting by Ewan McGregor, especially the scene, um, when they're in the AA meeting, he was talking about how his dad, um. Jack from the original one that wanted to get sober and he was there for, he reached a five month mark, but but Danny reached a an eight year mark and um he it really goes into depth how he his drinking he always felt like the feelings inside him with the rage and stuff is how the only way he could really connect with his dad. So it was a pretty powerful scene and like always Ewan McGregor crushes it, which man, that dude should be in more movies.
1: He should. I don't. I, I, yeah. he, he's a fabulous actor.
0: Did you see? Uh, he's gonna. I think it's a series. It's not a movie. A series, but he's coming back as Obi Wan. Mm-hmm. That's I perfect. did see that. I'm very excited for that. Yeah. If it's
1: gonna be like how The Mandalorian has oh, been so far, so far. so
0: far two episodes in Mandalorian Fire. It's gonna be yeah, It's gonna be fantastic. All right. So, um, we flash forward back or flash forward to 2019 modern day. Um, and we get the idea that the true, knot, those psychic vampires, um, they're having issues with locating people with the shining. They have excuses and stuff like people, um, they don't really tap into it. They don't really communicate anymore. They got their face in the phone and technology and, and all that jazz, which makes sense. Like you, you can't really walk down the street without bumping into someone that's not paying attention on their phone. Um. So they end up locating this, this kid, the baseball boy. I can't remember what his name is, but um, he's played uh, by a, a, an up and up and coming an actor. This kid's been in a couple of things recently. Like he was his in. His that... name
1: is Jacob Tremblay. Tremblay. Okay. Was he? Tremblay.
0: He was. Um. There's a I... recent movie came out. He was in. Uh, he was, was in Good Boys Predator. or something. Yeah, he was. He played the autistic kid in The Predator.
1: Um the movie I know him from was Before I Wake. I actually have seen that. Oh, you
0: yeah. have? Okay. Yeah, it's actually So he he's worked with Mike again before. Decent. Yeah. yeah, yeah so he's, he's had I thought experience. I thought that scene was pretty cool how like so that that's something in The Shining, the original one. You see like Danny has the shining, you can see that he can communicate with um with uh Dick Halloran like you 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 only get a limited idea of the capabilities of the shining but here you see it played out more like one of the members of the true knot she's considered a pusher so by the way she talks like powers of suggestion she can get people to do stuff um the main one rose she can do these out of body um abilities to like to discover people so like you see that there's different levels to the shining and like this little the baseball kid he uses his abilities to like, he can predict where they're going to throw the ball and he always gets hits and always gets on the base. So I thought it was pretty cool to show that there's different levels to the shining there. Um, Yeah. He's
1: able to use it in his favor to judge where the pitch is going to be thrown. So he can always hit the ball and he's what? Nine years old in this. And he has people from uh, people scouting him already. Like that's
0: insane. Yeah. So pretty much, um, unfortunately for him, the true not notice they, they kidnap him. Um, and while they're torturing him to, to get his steam, um, it, the it somehow connects with Abra. She realizes and and she she sees the true knot and she sees where this kid's buried. Um, so she tries to reach out to to Danny. She actually goes up and visits him. Um, and that's the first time they meet in person and his advice instead of being receptive and everything is like go home. Like, don't ever try to look for these people again. If they know you're out there, they're gonna come find you. Like, this isn't this isn't worth it. Like, don't do it. Um, let me see her on one second. Um. So eventually, um, Rose is aware at the time that she was they, they called it a looker. Like she she had seen what they had done to the boy, um so she actually through her astral projection finds abra um goes into her house but she do- underestimates how strong she is so she actually um like gets into rose's mind and starts messing with her and there's a, a real cool scene there where she jams her hand into this filing drawer and she pulls it out and actually like fillets the skin off her hand and great special effects but something about like skin peeling on the hands like it's
1: cringy. It's yeah. definitely a cringe moment. It's it's yeah. well worth it though. It yeah, great very, great really effects. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So it kinda shows how powerful Abra is. Um So So after that, um we cut back to Danny. Um uh, he's still working, he's going about his life working as the at the hospice there. Um one night the cat goes to a door and he says, like, hey, like you must got your wires crossed. Um, there's no one. There's no one in there. And so he goes in there, and Dick Halloran's back. Um, Dick. Dick lets him know, like, hey, this is the last time that I'm going to see you. Um, but you need to help this girl. Like, I was a mentor to you. I had a mentor. Like, you have to help her out. Like, she's going to be in danger. She doesn't know. Like, um. So. He, he reaches out to her and they determine that if they're able to get the baseball glove that the kid had um, while he's being tortured and, and stuff like that, they can locate him. Um, so they go up there, they get that, and then that leads into the last section, which we're going to save for the spoiler section there. So if you don't want to be spoiled, uh, we'll put a timestamp where you can, um, which I figured out how to do book. I can do the timestamps now. <laughs> To skip nice. ahead from the spoilers. Um, nice. And it leads to a pretty wild um, ending. And uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much what we got to say about that right now there. Um, so basically, if we want to take a second here, and then we'll go into the spoilers. Before we go into the spoilers, um, as far as... The plot, everything like that. How'd you feel about the storybook?
1: About the story, I thought it was uh I thought it was fantastic actually. Yeah. It's definitely
0: um, it's definitely one of the, the type of films where it, it's relatively long. I actually never checked to see the time. Is it it's over two hours, right?
1: Uh, um I believe so. I actually never checked the time either. Let's see if I have hundred and fifty two minutes, oh yeah, it's almost uh oh let me
0: do some math. Um, two almost two and, and a half first. hours yeah uh, we can't do math, <laughs> God damn it, bug. yeah, about two and a half hours here that's the thing though is you you can tell if you're in a good film, um. If you are watching it and you don't realize how much time passes by, and this this is so engaging that you're you're into it, that that you don't realize all that time goes by, you think it's it's been an hour at most, and and that's that's why I like when I come out of the movie feel Like I don't like to be disoriented, like whoa, I've been I've been in here for a couple hours, but I, I like it when you're so engaged in the story that that you kind of lose yourself in time, and this this definitely has that. Um, the the other thing, um, if you really think about it, a lot of times with horror sequels, it's tough, especially something that's so standalone like the initial Shining, especially something that's like a masterpiece like that. To, to make a sequel, you'd think that maybe someone might pick a different family and they go back to the Overlook Hotel and similar things happen and maybe try to like recapture some of that magic of the original but like not really live up to it. They did something unique here where... You see how the characters' lives go on, but they still tell a different, interesting story that, that really does the original justice. Alright, so spoilers. Should I put a, I'll put a cool sound aspect in there? Like, spoilers.
1: Spoilers.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's hey, That's more notes than I know how to do on a synthesizer, so.
1: <laughs> you don't have to know how to, you just have to hit random keys and hopefully it
0: sounds good. I Just do like one of those like uh like sweeps, like prrr-prrr. all right, anyway, on to spoilers. so what's one of those like the, like bell whistle like whoosh? Yeah. so Danny and and Bill, um, they go up to the burial site. was that was it Iowa? I don't know.
1: The bar- like what do you mean where they buried uh, the boy, the, the
0: baseball, baseball boy. boy, yeah.
1: Yeah, it was Iowa. Yeah, so they go to exactly where it just says Iowa.
0: Yeah, were. so like uh, out in the middle of this uh, abandoned field, so with the help, Cordfield. yeah, with the help of Abra, she was uh uses the shining projecting and um. Bill, kind of believes Danny. There's no way for him to really prove it, and like you get some good scenes where he's like, "There's two sides to this. Like we go there and we dig this up, and the boys there like one like the first thing is we go to dig this up. There's nothing here. Like pretty much crazy and he's like I can deal with that but the second option we dig that boy up and he is here and he's like we got something much worse there's like evil psychic vampires out which I don't blame him like imagine trying to like, comprehend that like I don't I thought, think I would have think about that a little bit differently like I would think maybe like Danny killed the boy and buried him there and then just trying to cover it up but I don't know like he, he that build dude was a good friend good bud yeah I, I thought like same. imagine if I yeah. came to you and well, it was it's... like hey man so crazy story, I got the psychic power, this psychic girl like reached out to me and these vampires um, murdered this kid here. Like let's go dig him up and see. What would you say? Yeah,
1: that would that would be like uh so I'm just gonna make a quick pit stop to get my gun, to go get some police people, and uh you just sit tight, we'll go we'll go find that whatever you're <laughs> looking for. Yeah. I'm gonna get you. That's I just whisper to you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you, buddy. Well, you can't,
0: you can't hide real long. Why would you be whispering at me? That's weird.
1: Uh, that's we- that's weirder than the
0: that's weirder than the shiny. It
1: intensifies the scene.
0: Okay, okay.
1: I All every right. day of my life I act like I'm in a movie.
0: All right, cool, 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 cool.
1: The worst is when I'm taking a dump and there's cameras on me. Ugh.
0: Why do you have cameras in your bathroom? you don't yeah some places that's a crime i think most places well my
1: household it's a regular occurrence
0: god all right back to it so they dig (laughs) him up they find his body they get the glove um and they drive back well they make a pit stop first to pick up uh billy has some old hunting rifles pick those up they go and actually go to abra's house Uh, at first her dad's like yo what the fuck are you doing talking to my like 12 13 year old kid Um, and justifiably so Um, but the daughter stops him and then like mentally shows him what happened the dad's all like shook up like obviously he just saw that um, there are psychic vampires and his daughter knows all this crazy shit that's going on Um, but they, they get her to touch the glove, um, and they're able to to figure out where the people are heading. They realize they're heading to the house. So they set up this, like, elaborate plan, um, even though we're doing spoilers, not going too far into it. Uh, it mostly works, but the vampires are able to play a trick, um, and due to the, the aftermath, the only people that are left are, uh, initially Danny, Abra, who gets kidnapped by the number two um, for the True Knot? Which Crow Daddy's his name. Um, he he kidnaps her. Is taking her on the car to take her back to Rose. So only Rose and Crow Daddy are left from the the True Knot. Um, and then Danny, um, he he's off at this separate place where where a crazy shootout went down. Where he's the only one left versus the other crew, even. Uh, Billy gets killed in this, this crazy scene um, where one of the, the people use the Shining to actually force him to kill himself. Um, which sucks because he was a cool character. Mm-hmm. And so he, Danny taps into a power he's never done before and he actually projects himself through Abra to figure out where they're going. And he is able to channel his power through her because she was drugged um, and wasn't able to use her powers and actually wreck the car um, and kill the Crow Daddy. So it's just down. The only one left is that Rose. So he devises a plan. Danny does. Picks up um, Abra. And they're going to go back to the Overlook Hotel. From the original Shining. Um, which would seem like a cheap like nostalgia trip. But they do it in a very interesting way. That, that it doesn't feel cheap. So basically the idea is. Um, when Danny was a kid. He was like a conduit. He was like a battery um, that brought the Overlook alive. All the restless spirits, evil energy there channeled through him. They fed off him. And so if anyone with the Shining comes in there, um, they're immediately going to be like uh, trying to like use their energy and and it's it's bad news for anyone with the Shining. So he knows how that would affect them. Um, and he thinks it might be even worse if they get Rose to come after them there. So they just, he decides they're going to make their final stand at the Overlook. Um, so not even going, like, I know it's spoilers, but I I really want people to see it. So not going too crazy into it, but, um, some cool scenes where the ghosts get unlocked from Danny's mind and they attack Rose. Danny gets possessed and reminiscent of his dad in the first one going around with the axe. Um. And, and basically, it ends with the Overlook Hotel being destroyed. Um, unfortunately, Danny passes away, and Abra um, has come to terms with The Shining, and she's not going to hide anymore. She's going to embrace it because um, she realizes, and it's something that Rose says: is they believe like uh, Danny says to her, like this is it, you're the last one. And she basically says, like you think I'm the last one? She's like, I'm just the the best looking one. Like there's there's others out. Else out like that out there, um, but even though Danny dies, he visits her as a ghost at the end. Let's lets her know it's all right. Um, life goes on after you're dead. Um, but basically, he lets her know like, hey, like a time's gonna come where you're gonna have to mentor someone. Like, there's still yeah, there might be these scary evil people out there, but there's also good people like her out there. So it, it gives you hope. And and then it ends with the. The music from the original one, that old like parlor music. I forget what the song is, but um great movie, great film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hey, you're really helping out here.
1: I'm participating, you know, waiting for the uh overall
0: Oh, I almost forgot to uh, another key part so uh of Danny really like passing something on, so as at the the final scene as uh Abra is going to walk downstairs um she realizes that the what the ghosts cuz they're still set free from the Overlook Hotel uh that creepy naked ass old, old old titty bitch <laughs> is in the in the shower um and then you find out that Danny actually taught her how to do the the mind box trick so She goes in there to to lock up the ghosts so you know that she'll be alright and any of those ghosts that that try to reach out to her because once you're in the Overlook, they have a connection to you and they're going to keep coming unless you do something about them. So she has that ability now as well. And that's it for the spoilers. Spoilers!
1: You have been
0: spoiled. (laughs) I'll keep that in then. That's good. That's cool. That's cool. That's okay. Hey, cool.
1: That's what I'm here for.
0: All right. So, I'll let you go first on this next one cuz I went first last time. We'll take turns like that. We're we're nice. Um, so on to our pros and cons. What do we like about it? What could be better? You know the drill.
1: Uh, first thing that I liked and it's kind of an obvious one for me at least, um, and something I really didn't expect with the film was the scene where um i forget her name a rose was like astral projecting herself to go see abra and see where she is so they can like go find her Mm -hmm. i really enjoyed and it was completely out of the blue for me like i did not expect this ever when she when abra was able to trick her in like pretty much catch hold to her like like trap her for a little bit her hand got stuck in in like a uh what were those a things filing called cabinet, yeah. yeah her hand got yeah, stuck yeah so basi-
0: basically when she went into her mind like her memories and everything like that they were personified by like um just rows and rows of filing cabinets with with documents in there like segment and like memories like about her parents where she lives all that stuff and um rose thought like you know what like this will be easy i'll be able to pull this file i'll know all your information all your fears stuff like that so when we come from you you won't stand a chance
1: yeah so so what i liked about it was it was out of the blue i didn't think that was like something that gruesome was going to happen so when she's trapped in there she's really she she gets scared because she's never had this happen to her before no one's ever been more powerful than her shine Mm -hmm. shall we say so it it was really awesome one to see how how you know distressed she was how she was willing to rip the skin off of her own hand to get out of that situation to to be able to run away from from what she got herself into um i didn't think that was uh i i just didn't think that was going to happen you know like, you have a nine-year-old kid versus, I don't know, a 34 year old lady who's probably been doing this since she was her age, so has 30 years of experience on her. Like, just seeing that, I was actually really surprised uh, how well that actually worked out and how truly terrifying that scene was um, for not only Rose, but also for myself personally.
0: But I agree with that. That was... That was on unex- cause up until that point you know that she's portrayed as extremely powerful and you've seen what the true knot can do and, and how ruthless they are and it's like a whole team of people with shining versus taking on like little kids. Um yeah, but then exactly. to truly see how powerful Abra was, like you realize like, whoa, like this girl
1: uh, up and up until that point, you don't actually see any like anything real gruesome like you see the like the old naked lady which is like terrifying in her own like means but mm-hmm. the 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 scariest or the, the most grotesque part about this movie up until that point was when the boy they were killing the boy stabbing him to you know mm-hmm. making him scream to get the uh the, the mist steam. or the fog yeah. the steam out of his mouth and even in that scene they don't actually show you them stabbing the kid they just show you know, arm going down, blood splatter up. That's all you see. And, and they zoom in on the kid's face to show him screaming, which, so, so like I said, it, because of that, you, it's just out of place. I mean, like you actually see skin peel away from her hand, her, her, what was it, her right ring finger yeah and you can see down to her bones yeah the effect the the, thing, fa- like the special it, it effect was, on
0: that was done really well and it was, it was like it, it, it sends shivers down your spine it's like oh because you could like feel you could like feel that happening to your hand like oh yes. yeah that was done yes. really well all
1: right go ahead uh, go ahead with one of yours that's one of mine all
0: right one of mine um and i know we we talked about this as soon as we left the theater but the music um done by the i believe it was the the newton brothers Which, hey, shout out to them. I posted on our Twitter page at HorrorVision. If you want to give it a follow, (laughs) a little plug there, but. uh... Link, link, like, subscribe.
1: Subscribe, link, like. (laughs) We'll be here every week.
0: Link. Million weeks. Link me. me. (laughs) Anyway, so I, I posted about how much we enjoyed the movie. Um, after we left there and they actually liked, liked my post there. So thanks guys. (laughs) But no, they did a phenomenal job mixing some of the, the old, like the, the, um, what's the best way to describe it? Like the, the ominous music. Yeah. yeah, Mixing that with original
1: ominous soundtrack from the 1980 shining. film,
0: Yeah. As long as well as with, with new, um, background music and stuff that they put in like it really set the tone it was it was spot on like it puts it puts you in the scene and and especially this is the one that you brought up when we were leaving the theater when they're driving up the mountain back to the finally back to the overlook hotel it's like there was so much ominous dread they're coming up the mountain going through the tunnel and it's just the bump it's like oh awesome
1: yeah driving up to uh to the Overlook Mansion. I mean, they had... They used some of the shots that were in the previous film in 1980, but you can tell they were edited or just redone completely mm-hmm. um, because they were a lot better graphic. Yeah. wise Well, I know? guess yeah,
0: if you bring up that point, that was actually going to be one of my cons. And it's not necessarily, like, we'll take you out of it. It's just... So I thought the actress that portrayed... Um, so this is something I like because in Hollywood it's it's weird to me now when they either de-age someone or well not even de-ageing so much as when they use like in um, Rogue One when they de-aged Leia like it was still a little bit weird but it wasn't that bad because she was still alive at yeah. the time but when they use um, actors that have already passed away like they used um, uh, who was the dude that played he's famous horror horror guy that played Grand Moff Tarkin. I Believe it was, um, ouch! Not I Christopher know. Lee. Uh, why am I drawing a blank? This dude's super famous. Played Dracula in the Hammer films.
1: Vilhof um, Tarkin.
0: Well, that's that's the that's, that's, that's the, the, the 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 character he plays, but it's um,
1: that's the guy he plays. That's not his actual name. Oh, uh, a Star Wars
0: character. I have to pull this up because it'll it'll kill played me. Played by Peter. Peter, Peter, Cushing. P- Peter Cushing. Peter Cushing. God, that's so terrible that you called Peter Gushing. <laughs> that would be not be a bad porn name though. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you get into that, Peter Gushing.
1: That's not the part of Hollywood I want to get into, John. Yeah. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna lay that on the line right
0: but, now. Yeah, fam- super famous horror actor, but he had been dead for years, and it's like I don't know. It's just weird. You look it at it, and it's good, like I it's thought. like weird. But I thought so. I liked the the kid that played Danny. When so I liked how instead of them actually de-aging or trying to use those like deep fake like put their face on them, they actually just went and they got different actors that look similar. Like I like that. I thought the, the mom fit in um really well. Danny did, but but Jack Nicholson's such a famous face and that portrayals like one of the greatest horror performances of all time. That I'm not saying that um uh what was his name because I'll give him some respect here
2: Uh, Henry was that
0: Henry Thomas was that right it says Henry Thomas on his IMDB but that doesn't look like him at all Uh, I guess kinda
1: Henry Thomas yeah that's him yeah it, it so, doesn't look like him because he doesn't. In, doesn't care in the in,
0: film he it, is at like little Peak. Yeah, and there's a little bit where he, his voice kind of, but he doesn't reach those like when Jack did it. You can hear the crazy in his voice, and he almost reaches it, but he doesn't. It, it it doesn't really take you out of it, but you wish that it was Jack Nicholson there. But Jack Nicholson's so old; they would have to do some of that type of de aging on him. I'm sure it would cost an exuberant amount to to get him in that film. But that was the only little great, literally on my list of cons like little gripes, like tiny like it didn't take it it's not a big deal it's just that was the only one that was like because that's a cool scene when he comes to the bar and the bartender is his dad and uh in the Overlook Hotel I thought that was pretty cool and they had that mm-hmm. conversation um about alcohol and, and that's that's one of the major themes is like how, how it can mess your life up and you, you can choose to break that cycle so I thought that that was pretty cool but like the fact that it wasn't Jack Nicholson's, like, that's that's hard shoes to fill. He didn't do a bad job. Henry Thompson didn't do a bad job, but it's. Uh,
1: it is big shoes. I mean, you're. you're I mean. Yeah. It, it's big shoes to fill. And, and, you know, and, and makes, I
0: guess while we're on the cons, the only other little one I had, it's not. It, obviously, it's the title of the book, and it makes sense in the story how he was referred to the patients as Dr. Sleep. He helps them pass on. Um, by by pretty much talking them to to sleep using the shining, um, but I feel like by naming it Doctor Sleep, there's a lot of casual fans that don't realize that this is a sequel to the shining, and this is a phenomenal movie. And if you actually look at the numbers box office wise, it's it made more than its budget. But then you got to factor in marketing, which I mean technically they didn't do a super lot of marketing, but it's going to be seen by the studio as a commercial failure, which is sad because this is a phenomenal movie. So I thought maybe if there was like, if it was called Dr. Sleep, The Shining, or even it was like, which I, I kind of don't like either, The Shining, parentheses, Dr. Sleep, or or something like, I don't know. I don't know how you'd do it, but there, there had to be a little bit more referenced, Or or the, we could get with the name that we came up with, The Shining 2, Shine On. Shiny, shiniest, shinier, shiniest would be the third one. Oh, I mean, it's it's such a little gripe because the doctor Doctor Sleep is a cool name, but I just feel like it it sucks because when a studio, the only the way the studio, the studio wants to see that, hey, Mike Flanagan made an excellent movie. Like the fans will, the people in the industry that that know, they'll respect that. But as a studio executive that dishes out the budgets, that approves projects, is gonna see. Oh, this Stephen King property—it lost us money. Not that they made a phenomenal movie, and I think in the long run this will gain traction, like on home video, streaming, things like that. But like, studios don't work in the most logical way; they only see dollar signs. So that—that's kind of upsetting. Where if it's not making the money that they want, like obviously, when you make a Stephen King movie nowadays, everybody wants the box office of the first. It chapter one that came out a few years ago that just broke all the records. They think, oh, it's Stephen King property horror movie. We want that, but I I will assure you, a hundred percent, this movie and I liked it chapter one for what it was and it chapter two like the, they're entertaining, but they don't compare it to this. Like it, this is crazy to say this this movie is a borderline masterpiece too. Like it's it's. A, like, it, it's hard justifying making sequels to classic movies, but this movie stands on its own and is justifiably made. Like, this deserved to be made. And unfortunately, with the way it looks like the box office and the budget, like, studios are going to be less likely to take chances like this moving forward, even though an excellent product was made. But it's unfortunate. do you got any other uh, pros or cons? Uh, I
1: do, which is just a just a comment. I just said, I do not think this movie was greater than the first uh, It movie, It Chapter One. The, to to me, like the movie It, the book It, is no,
0: don't the, no, don't. We're talking about movies, books, movies separate. The I honestly, I read the book Doctor Sleep, and I thought it was was okay. Uh, If I had to rate the book, like, 7 out of 10. Like, it it was interesting, but it wasn't... This movie is a lot better than the book itself. I mean, even Stephen King, he loved this adaptation, but... So we're not looking at, like, the source material. We're looking... The movie itself, Doctor Sleep, is a better movie than It Chapter 1. You can like both of them, but you gotta take a look how this is, is developed. And this was actually something I was gonna talk about more, like, with the pros a little bit like you got the the classic music the camera work it, it was phenomenal like that's something that's hard to live up to as well because the original Shining like Kubrick's angles the way that he frames scenes like nobody does that he's so meticulous with that and what I like the most is they didn't try to replicate that say like we got to do this film this angle they did their own thing but they still were respectful to the original like when you come back into the overlook you felt like you're there again they didn't have those like crazy establishing shots that that kubrick did but they they did it justice and and that that's something i respect that's incredibly hard to do but the music the camera work in, in the story itself it, it felt something new something fresh and in just a, a a solid follow-up to to the original there so I don't, I don't have any issues. It's not like put one and two. I, I'll, I'll watch any one of those movies any day. It chapter one, um, Doctor Sleep, but it's, but this movie, in my opinion, like, it chapter one, great popcorn flick, great movie to watch in, in the theaters. But Doctor Sleep's like a genuinely quality movie.
1: All right. Oh, uh... we'll just move ahead.
0: Well, it's. I mean, it's all. It's subjective too. Like, I'm not. not say, I'm just no, saying. No, like,
1: I know. I'm not. I'm not like saying saying you're wrong or anything. I'm yeah. just saying, just a. better hey. On.
0: You better not be. I'll cut. You, I'll cut just, every line out in this podcast just, of you. Just, It'll just be me just, talking with awkward pauses. I don't care. I don't give a fuck, <laughs> Boog. I'll do it to you. Oh
1: uh, jeez. Uh, well now. Did I you know have my, any other uh, pros or cons? Uh two first one and i always mess it up his name i want to say ian but it's what, what Ewan. It? Ewan, yeah it's just a weird one for me i don't see that name a lot ewan mcgregor mm-hmm. fan, freaking
0: tastic yes yes dude
1: fantastic job
0: there was one part i remember we were in the theater and i think it was this monologue at a uh at the aa meeting when i said like dude yeah. this guy needs to be in
1: more things I mean it was he was just it was just so perfectly done, like you can feel his emotion when he was talking, how he was comparing himself to his father, and how he he was able to accomplish something that his father has never done by becoming eight years sober mm-hmm. and and just talking about like how his father how his father would be proud of where he was now for the both of them. And for the both of them, because of where he was, he said thank you to the people there that helped him get through this like it was just a beautiful scene
0: well acted it was
1: well well very well acting like raw emotion like it was
0: it
2: was
1: insane uh, you know in in because of him alone, I'd say this movie is w- worth watching yeah for I, sure. I think he's i Personally, i think, I think the
0: acting should, in general, everyone they got, even the little girl um sometimes you have issues with with kid actors like Excellent job. Um, her parents were believable. Um, his buddy Billy Freeman, that Cliff Curtis, excellent job too. Like you, you generally like were a little bit upset when when he died. Like he,
1: yeah, I was I was actually really upset when he died. I wanted him to live. Like he was just he just kind of got caught up in everything and just kind of turned on him. You know,
2: mm-hmm.
0: sucks. but Um, but that's that's good storytelling great acting like it'll it'll pull you into a story like this and this one really pulls you in
1: if if ewan mcgregor continues his rules or continues to follow horror film rules i i wouldn't doubt he would be probably one of the best horror actors out there right now in my opinion the best horror actor out there is patrick wilson from the conjuring movies the insidious movies um, he was just in the new Stephen King movie on Netflix, Into the Tall Grass. Yeah, I, I do I, like Patrick
0: Wilson. I, I
1: I think he's fantastic, but of course, if Ewan McGregor continues, I, I no doubt in my mind that he'd pass him well, up. Well, I have his IMDb like pulled right up now. here,
0: and his next movie's got to be garbage.
1: <laughs> What's his next movie?
0: Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. He plays Black Mask, which is like real important like Batman character, but you saw the previews of that? That movie looks like a dumpster fire.
1: Uh, didn't you hear? That's the peace treaty between uh, the Chinese government and China. <laughs> that's what they're just sending it right over, uncut, unedited. Here you go, China. Take it or leave it.
0: It's oh. a peace treaty. Well, looks like that's not going to solve anything. All right. So you got anything else there before we get to our uh, recommend recommendations and ratings? uh
1: two one like one dislike one like this is the first movie that gave me chills since the chapter one or it chapter one um it chapter one was iconic for me because from reading the book it had so many good scenes that were perfectly portrayed in the film and this here has the same like same scenes in it so i've never read dr sleep but i read the shining multiple times and to me the shining is a fantastic book and mm-hmm. and the scenes that they reenacted from the first movie in this gave me chills like i said when they're going up to the hotel it was fantastic i, I if you if a movie's able to give you chills to me it's it's a fabulous movie and I, I recommend it to anyone who could afford to see it or in the future just just see it you know um the, the the one <laughs> dislike the one dislike, and I disagree with you on this one. That the little girl, um, her name was what, Kylie Curran. Mm-hmm. She was a, a young lady. Played Abra. I actually didn't like her that much, and I I told you this last night after leaving the theater.
0: Yeah, and I I had to disagree was, with you because you said she was almost a little bit cold, like emotionless. But if you think back to the original Shining, Danny, when when he was young in the shine, because you don't really know, you can't really relate to people. like She had issues, like she couldn't talk to her parents about it, like they were a little bit of aware, but they looked at her differently, so she was so self-conscious that like she can't really interact, like her only really friend she can interact with was um, Danny, and she even says that when they meet, she thought for the longest time that he was imaginary, kind of like how Tony he, was yeah, to in to the me, original. Yeah. So I, I thought that, that was, was actually the... really well, was that paralleled Danny in the original shiny
1: it. So that part does, but there's scenes in the movie where she's like smiling. She's like, you like giddy, you know, like yeah, but when I, she sees Dan. but there's she, times like, when she, she
0: finally Stan's realizes little that, little that, little that there's, there's people like her out there and that, that she genuinely feels like she's doing good because of how terrible these people are. Like I, I can say, I don't know. I thought she did a good job, but
1: I think she did good, but it wasn't, it wasn't great. It, she, there's, like I, I wanted. Like it, it's right how you said you did a good job portraying how Danny was, in the the original film, but it, you know there's some times where she just like let loose too much, and I would have preferred her to like bottle that up, you know.
0: I guess. And, and I, I don't just know. I stay agree to disagree. Yeah. That's all, all right. I can say. Moving on. So this is what I'm gonna do for the spoilers. I'll have it. Just come down to recommendations because we did go into some spoilers there as well. Uh but recommendations. I would highly recommend this for any type of horror fan, anyone that's into any drama, likes likes good storytelling. Um there's enough here for pretty much pretty much everyone. If you're coming in looking for some popcorn action film, like maybe, maybe not for you, but there is enough action in here and there's a little bit some slower parts um as far as progressing like the plot and stuff but uh, in general if if you're a horror fan go see this you you you'll be doing yourself a real disservice if you don't um I'd give this one a, a nine out of ten um it's it's one of the the best horror movies I've seen in some time
1: uh I'd say probably the same about the same audience any horror fan any any movie fan any any like anyone who wants to be freaked out but have an enjoyable movie with a good happy ending that's I what I like too is, too
0: is there's not really any cheap scares in there like you're not getting unjustly jump like that's my biggest thing just jump scares for jump scares purpose and stuff like it like it's just real like the they're, they're real terror that comes from like built tension and like the levity of like the scenes like it's it's worth it's worth your time for sure there were
1: jump scares, but it wasn't like the traditional jump scares where, like, you see the, the, the camera turned real fast. You see, yeah, the that's what... arm out of the corner. It wasn't anything like that. It was like silly jump scares, like, camera slowly panning.
0: Yeah, it was. That's why I felt it wasn't like, and unjust. then someone just
1: turns a corner and it's like, hi, you know, like
0: that's that goes back with the camera worker ceiling. When they come down that hallways, like, I think back to the original, like, the claustrophobic, like, they're trapped up in the Overlook Hotel and they're snowed in and it's the claustrophobia of being in that enclosed place and the film work and they they did that really well when they're coming down the hallway and the camera stays with them just as they turn the corner and you're turning the corner with them like you feel like you're in the overlook with them like just just the way they were able to do that I loved it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um for my rating of the movie though, I'd probably give it an 8 out of 10. Um I thought it was a great movie. Uh I will recommend it to anyone and everyone who asked about it. Um there's a few things that I didn't like, of course, that I addressed. Yeah. But the the good outweighs the bad in the situation and it is an excellent film.
0: Oh for sure. Alright, so uh I guess it's time for some news. You got some news? I don't got
1: news, but i, I do have a question. Um uh, and you kind of addressed it earlier. What the fuck, dude? I told you to look up some news articles. I told you I didn't find it. I don't know. Here, let me me just... All right. News on Google. No,
0: stop here. You say what you're going to do, and I'll get us the news articles.
1: Uh, Well, the question that I was going to ask here was, um, the original characters from the Shining, 1980 Shining movie, were portrayed by new actors in this would you rather they, they were them,
0: but in certain flashbacks they were the original one but I, mean, I felt like they did a good job of blending it
1: yes but would you rather have them uh the actors be pure cgi or just new actors playing those
0: roles i already said that before in, in my critique with that jack i 100% I, I agree with their their use to new use the new actors and i'm not saying the only gripe i had with that i thought the mom was perfectly cast Young Danny was perfectly cast, and I'm not saying that that the the guy that played Jack was wasn't cast right, but like you can't—it's almost impossible to live up to Jack Nicholson's shoes. So like he was—he was good. He was just not to that level. Yeah,
2: I get that.
1: I feel like i had another question but i can't remember at this time
0: all right so on to the news here so i know the big news in the past week or so um is that and this is coming from i guess every website's reporting this but basically um the rights to scream Were purchased by another studio, and there's going to be another Scream. Um, Right now, uh, people don't know if it's going to be Scream Five or if it's going to be a reboot. Um, This, I mean, the one article I just clicked on, this this is dumb. Like, obviously, the title of the article is "Scream Five without Wes Craven would be a mistake." I guess I get what they're saying there, but at the same time, like, if you're going to do another Scream ever, it has to be without Wes Craven. He's dead.
1: If they bought the rights, it's going to happen, too. Yeah, so. it's going to
0: happen. They've already done Screams Without Him, which were not the TV series. Like The first series they had was like, they didn't even have the rights to The Mask, and it was like a cheesy like teen drama on MTV. And then they had the other limited mm. series that took forever to come out, which was the VH1 one, which was mm. some of the biggest pollock garbage I've ever wasted time on. Um, but I guess right now, so one of the more recent articles says that there is rumors that it's going to be a sequel, not a reboot, and that the original cast is actually being pursued. Um, so these are just rumors. Um, this one's coming from bleedingcool.com. Um, stay tuned for updates. (laughs) I'm punching you right in the mouth next time I see you. Come at me, bro. Kids violence. Moral of this podcast is violence is sometimes the answer. And in this case, definitely. Uh, but split. the studio that, that did purchase it was Spyglass uh, Entertainment. Um, I know a lot of people were hoping that uh, Blumhouse would have gotten that. They, they did a pretty solid job with the new Halloween. Um, at least they had like the care and stuff. And I honestly, the more I think about it, didn't like the new Halloween that much. But it was, it looked good. And um, they, they got the mask right, so those are big steps. But uh, it is going to Spyglass Entertainment. Um, and Obviously, Wes Craven won't be involved, the original director, um, and Kevin Williamson will not write. So, basically, it's, it's up in the air if it's going to be a reboot or a sequel. Uh, rumor is they are pursuing <laughs> the original cast. Um, my thoughts on this, I enjoyed Scream 1 and 2 and 4. I liked 4, um, but 3... I mean, pretty much, in my opinion, really the only, generally... I think we did talk about this last time. We did talk about this last time. On Crawl. All those...
2: <laughs>
0: all those uh, months ago. Now that I think about it, how they were talking about possibly doing the, the Scream sequel. But I said it then, I'll say it now. The only truly good Scream was the first one. That that first one was phenomenal. But uh third one was trash. Um, but in my opinion, I mean... If you can get a good story and you really have to because um, in a lot of ways uh, with *Scream* being like a meta style horror you have to tie it into that generation what's going on in society at that time like there's a lot of cool different avenues that you could portray that nowadays but you'd have to have a very very strong script um, which I think would be hard to do if they did it right it would be awesome but I don't have the highest hopes for this but you know as well as I that uh, We will go see this. Hmm.
1: Uh, Let's see here. I actually have one for you. Uh Did you know they're making The Conjuring 3? Yeah.
0: Yeah, they've been making that for a while.
1: Just pretend you didn't because this is my story and I need to talk about it. You can still talk about it even though I know about it. They're making The Conjuring 3, guys.
0: Oh, breaking news.
1: We did it. We broke something. And... comes back in the picture is my boy Patrick
0: Wilson yeah your boy Patrick Wilson said this is gonna be a different beast don't don't quote him on that I don't. Please. did you see the last Annabelle it was Annabelle creation uh, I gotta remember in some ways that one kind of felt like a another conjuring like obviously it's I in the universe but it it they were like they were in it the what was it the Warrens. um so it, it kind I think of is yeah but it it felt like a kind of continuation um the last two Annabelle's were good Annabelle, what was it, we creation about one earlier yeah there's creation and origin yeah the one that was on the farmhouse was re- like the best of the Annabelle, so that the last one was pretty solid um anyway the Conjuring. i got high hopes kind of, the first two Conjuring's phenomenal the
1: first one was phenomenal the second one was phenomenal third one We'll see how it goes. If it follows the same storyline, yeah. As, of course, of course if you're if gonna, of course you're gonna see how
0: it goes. Story. But what were you gonna say? First one phenomenal, second one phenomenal, third one trash. Third one's not even out yet. Well, no. If it, if it goes off the same, like based on a true story, like the first and second one, it
1: has high hopes for me. Anything that has it says based on a true story freaks me out. It's because you're like, an
0: idiot. Because those are all you know. The my world. You know they've all been debunked. Safe. Like the Warrens were frauds, dude. We'll leave that people for people can trick you on anything.
1: <laughs> anyway, so we have two hundred ninety-seven days, one hour, thirty-two minutes, and fifty-two seconds until the Conjuring Three comes out on September eleventh, two
0: thousand twenty. Oh. you know what? I read this IGN article says that Conjuring Star teases werewolf villain for the third film. You know, I'm a big werewolf guy. Hmm. So that'll be. I mean, we'll definitely see that one. This site
1: that I'm this the site that I'm on also says uh Scream Five rumored to be in development. That's what it's describing. It's not saying you know it, they're saying it's a uh sequel.
0: Yeah. Well they, they no one really knows, but I know, but this website I'm just saying this website says it's gonna be Scream Oh 5. all right, so the website's the end all be all. Well slap you. Alright, one last one here, We'll we'll wrap Both this up. Welcome to
1: UpcomingHorrorMovies.com
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wrapping this one up. Um, so, for the holiday season, uh, Joe Dante's classic Gremlins is going to be back in the theaters for a week. Uh says in 4DX, so I'm not sure what that is, but... Um, let's see here. I guess it's like one of those like XD-style things, but um, hopefully if... If it's playing anywhere around us, I'd definitely go see it so between December fifth and December eleventh uh the gremlins will be back in the th- in theaters and um I don't know about you I've always been a big fan of the gremlins first one second one I loved how like goofy the second one was with like Hulk Hogan and stuff but the the first oh, yeah. one's actually a a great great like more serious style horror movie but um great that's a great time too it's it's there there really isn't too many holiday style Maybe we'll do a review of that um, in December because it's, it's always thin. Like I, I was thinking of feel like maybe do the Krampus. I like that. You ever see the Krampus?
1: I actually have not.
0: Oh, you're missing. I saw it in theaters. That's, it's a good one we'll do. And there's a couple other, um, I think like black, I would rather do the original black Christmas cause this new one coming out looks pretty bad, but maybe if we're, we don't got too much going on, we'll, we'll go check that out. And like, it always gets busy mm. around the holiday season, but yeah, definitely that'll be something we'll look into. Uh, Maybe maybe we'll go and actually see in theaters. Gremlins. So anyone interested, December 5th through the 11th, Gremlins back in theaters. I'd Check be your local listings. Don't right. quote us
1: on that. I'm not getting <laughs> sued by you too.
0: <laughs> Alright, so that looks like that's it for us. Uh, this one I felt like went a lot better. Um, if it didn't, let us know. Um, we are very receptive uh, to comments, suggestions, um, pretty much all kinds of stuff like that. I'll, uh, Please, we'll keep work on it because I cannot read. We don't have, I'm not giving out your phone number book. No, I'm going to give if, out if your you, phone number. if hold you, on one second, hold on one second. I'll just edit it out book. You know, I edit this. I'll just edit your phone number. I'll literally, whatever you read, I'm going to edit in your phone number. <laughs>
2: uh,
0: all right. So anyway, if, if you want to reach out to us, we're, we're really receptive. Um, main one send us email hunters horror vision at gmail.com h-u-n-t-e-r-h-o-r-r-o-r-v-i-s-i-o-n at gmail.com you could check out we we sometimes write reviews uh just general ramblings and stuff on our blog space uh so if you want to stop in there check out some other articles about things we've seen that's also hunters horror vision dot wix site w i x s i t e dot com slash horror uh as well as uh, i mean if you're listening to the podcast you don't really need to know where to find it but we are on spotify itunes google play um stitcher so anywhere there's podcasts you could find us tell your friends subscribe whatever um and yeah, if any, any things any reviews you wanna see, anything like that, um, anything at all, just just send us the email. Um, I'll give you books home address, his phone number, anything you want there as well too. I'll edit this <laughs> out. You won't. You don't even know that works. I'll find a way. I'll oh, YouTube come on, it's YouTube
1: it. Are you kidding me? Oh, well, you th- I don't you-
0: understand you- I don't understand how you would YouTube going and editing something that's recorded on my computer.
1: Uh, I'll YouTube it. I'll find a way.
0: All right, good then luck. I'll just
1: like I, I know where you live. I'll just sneak into your house.
0: Yeah, good luck.
1: Dude, just don't keep your door unlocked tonight. But what are you? What. You're
0: six five, right? Six six. 6'6". Yeah. Six, six, six. Six, six, six. Six, six. How Depends are you gonna s- How are you gonna be sneaking around six six? What are you? What do you, uh, Jason Voorhees? Just gonna like magically pop up?
1: No, see the, the trick is to get on your hands and knees and crawl. And if you crawl fast enough, no one can catch you. That is how it's done. Okay. Okay. Just, all I'm saying is, like, be afraid.
0: All right. Well, that's it for us. I mean, I hope you enjoyed yourself. I enjoyed uh, putting this out here. Definitely go see this movie. we um, you any last comments here? what's yeah, on your uh, mind what's on your mind, buddy?
1: Uh let's start over. Hi, I'm Dylan Pug. Uh I'm the man that lives in John's computer.
0: Good uh, hey, good night. So long and good night. The news has been delivered. The news was before, you idiot. <laughs>
2: messed
1: up they're coming to get you barbara
2: Let's go get him. That's another one for the fox.